0: What's up, everybody? And thank you so much for listening to episode 23 of the Arizona Movie Club. I am your host, Tyler, as I will be every single week. And joining me, as he always will be, we do not have a mysterious, revolving second chair. He's always going to be my co-host, Andy. What's going on, Andy? Hey there. That's, that's the classic Andy intro. If this yeah, is your you first working? time listening to us, we're two people, two guys in Arizona. Obviously, it's not we're not in Montana with a weird Arizona fetish. And we talk about movies. Whenever COVID's over, it'll be a new movie and an old movie every single week. That's the plan. Right now, we're just we're forced to dump out the backlog. So we have a bit called "Late to the Party," and we talk what we talk about right now. Two older movies. The rule is one of us has to have never seen it. So this week we're talking about Logan. That's the episode you just clicked on on Saturday. So you're, you, <laughs> I'm uploading that Wednesday. On Saturday there will be an episode for The Fountain, also starring Hugh Jack Hugh Jackman. Humania, baby. Humania this week. It's the summer of sizzle. I'm making sure that we actually watch culturally relevant movies so this every is week one. This is week one of summer. We'll sizzle. probably peter out in August. Like all the good summer movies. Like August sucks usually. Maybe we'll end with Guardians of the Galaxy. Never I love it. that film. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good movie,
1: idea. I've never seen it. Never seen
0: it. You've hardly seen any superhero films, but we're
1: I was trying when we were watching this or when I was watching this one, I was trying to think of the last time I saw Wolverine And it was whichever one ended with him, like, getting shot in the head, and the audience thinks he dies, and then he has to, like, force a bullet out of his head. That's the only thing I remember from that. Is that the last? It might be the last stand. Oh, I didn't watch the Wolverine, which
0: is the one in Japan. That's, like, one of the few ones I haven't seen.
1: Oh, maybe that is the one I saw. I I know so (laughs) I should have done some some homework, but yeah. That ironic. Some, Maybe I, I should put that Logan. on there. No, I've seen Logan. That's the important
0: thing. Our producer is looking at me like you don't need to watch the Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> just just watch Logan and call it, call it good. But super or the summer summers of Sizzle, they have more than just superhero movies. But it is always blockbuster. It's what you would. I tried to structure it, or I'm trying to structure it like you would see a typical movie release calendar, like studios do. I'm in the head of a studio. The next week we got Wally. Our movie comes out every single year, usually in the summer, usually in June, actually. And so we're doing Wally. Andy is one of the four people on earth that haven't seen Wally, Never seen it. So if you want to hear our opinions about that. I my understanding it's about a trash robot. He's in like a garbage Just just I want you to go in with little as knowledge as possible other than it's good. Okay, cool. And then Andy got uh, finally got me and forced me to watch Embrace of the Serpent. Yes, I did. A warm down. It, mostly just because he knew I wasn't going to
1: shut up
0: about it. It'll be our, like our least watched episode, but it's okay. In, in movie schedules during the summer, there's counter-programming. There's small little indies. You have to check in one theater in all of your local areas showing it. It has like three show times. That's, that's what we're watching next this week. Is, yeah, this
1: is like the public access
0: television <laughs> episode. And uh, before before I mention our email, which you can email us at ArizonaMovieClub at com. Again, that's AZMovieClub at gmail.com. Or tweet us at Arizona Movie Club what your suggestions beyond next week may be. Hate mail, we don't care if you're the first person to email us in, not counting our producer who's looking at us like he wants to email us now. Not counting his, we will read out loud the first email on the show and probably for the foreseeable future after that until we just don't have enough to do that anymore. But we're also going to be doing a movie live. Fine. We don't have theaters at Palm Springs,
1: oh, the sure highest.
0: It cost more to purchase than any movie ever at not Sundance, yeah, at Sundance I believe, What the one in Utah in the winter, whatever it may yeah. be, but that uh, that came out this year, it premiered Hulu, at the festival. Hulu, Hulu bought it. It was it costed exactly one dollar more than the highest grossing bid ever for a movie oh, at that, that festival.
1: Enough.
0: Oh, that's fun. And it stars Andy Samberg and Christine Malotti of How I Made Your Mother fame. She's also in The Wolf of Wall Street. It looks really fun, really funny and it's kind of the Groundhog Day premise. The trailer's out. You can go watch it. That comes out July 10th, so that week, the 11th, would be Saturday. That's when you'll – or the following week is when you'll be able to – that Wednesday. So I don't know that exact date, but that'll be when you'll be able to watch that. That's the week we're doing it. Cool. You can't save the date just yet. Well, I'll do the math for you real quick. That's the 15th. That Wednesday, you'll be able to see Palm Springs, or you'll be able to hear us talk about Palm Springs. I'll probably attach the spoilers for that. Because it'll be the first movie that's actually new that we've ever talked about outside of Extraordinary and onward. Yeah, that week one. So hopefully
1: <laughs> we do our first first uh, week we actually got in to see the movies before they closed down.
0: Hopefully that helps out. Hopefully more people can listen to us talk about it. Because uh, there won't be a lot of people out in, out in the ether talking about that content for the people. It's what we do, baby. <laughs> but right now, we're not talking about Palm Springs. We're talking about Logan. Came out in 2017. This is fun fact. Uh, Hugh Jackman has the Guinness World Records for long, Guinness World Record for longest appearance as a singular superhero character in, a, in films. Oh wow. Probably will be surpassed at some point by a Marvel character, I'm sure.
1: I was, like, 90% sure that your Guinness fact was going to be that he had, like, the lowest body fat percentage of any human being <laughs> in human history.
0: No, no, he's he's definitely... Or like a man in his 40s. He's definitely huge, Jacked in this yeah, one, yeah, he is. He is, he is J.K. Simmons in uh, Whiplash. Yeah, for no reason whatsoever. Jacked. Yeah, because he's, like, I mean, he's old. That's really the gimmick of this movie is that yeah, he's, he's old and gonna, gonna die. Also, spoilers for Logan. I mean, it's... It's three years old at this you're, point. Yeah, so you're
1: probably listening to this because you've already seen it.
0: This is not one of the ones we did uh, where it's available on everything. I'm sorry. I usually bring that up when it is. No Hulu, no Netflix. Go rent this shit for $4. <laughs> Dude. Or buy it for 10 like Andy. Over uh, there. They got me for 10 yep. You yeah. glad to have this one. So I was worried about it not being as good as I remember. Definitely didn't buy it for the 10 And the second we rolled on the credits, I was like, fuck, I should have bought I'm that. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was worth it. It's so good. But uh, then the other uh, facts were not facts, but it's not a fun fact. But this is Hugh Jackman's last uh, appearance as Wolverine. He won the lotto in getting that role because—I also was reading this. This was just by happenstance. This wasn't even me going out of the way. But he was the third choice to get the Wolverine role from Ryan Singer in X-Men. Oh, do you know who the first two were? Yeah, Russell Crowe. Oh, wow. he He couldn't do it. So he suggested Jackman— and then Brian Singer. Well, no, what was
1: Russell Crowe doing that he passed on Wolverine? Holy cow! Also,
0: Russell Crowe's a good actor, but he would have been terrible. It's History saved anybody, us it's there. Hard to
1: yeah, better than Hugh Jackman for this particular one. Yeah.
0: And the other guy was—I apologize, sir—but I didn't know your name until today. He was the villain in Mission Impossible Two. Oh, uh, 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 Dooley Scott. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't <laughs> get out of it because Tom Cruise. He was basically he said, and he confirmed this. He said Tom Cruise is a lot more powerful or was more powerful than people realized, basically told me, you can't leave the set. And he was like, no, I'm, I'm going to do both movies. And Tom mm-hmm. Cruise was like, no, and have the powers that, that be prevent him from being Wolverine. Oh, wow.
1: He's like, let's go over here and check your theme levels. And so, Brian Singer went back
0: to Russell Crowe, and Russell Crowe was like, I'm telling you, because they're both from Australia, go get Hugh Jackman. He's good. He'll be oh, perfect wow. as Wolverine. And Hugh Jackman, now goodness, a multi-millionaire. Yeah, now Logan, yeah. Which... I do think because of the fact that he's worked so well as Wolverine, he's been in so many films and he's so beloved by fans. That's why we got Logan. I think it's real analogous to the fact that like fans constantly petitioned to get Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. And while we had Wolverine films, we never had like a true Wolverine film up until this. And I think, I, I believe I could be misquoting this, but I believe like Hugh Jackman played a big part. He wanted this film to exist. He likes the character of Logan of Wolverine, and wanted... I mean, like, he's he's a violent character. Yeah, He's, he's crazy. He's foul. But that's what fans he,
1: love about him. Yeah, this probably looked like even more fun on paper than the other ones. Like, this is an R-rated version of what you've already been doing. Like, it's gonna look even cooler, more violent. You know, you're able to do a little bit more with it than the PG-13. So.
0: And so, it, it also kind of capped the comeback... To, not comeback, but like the redemption for... Because infamously in 08, I believe, is when X-Men Origins Wolverine came out, and fans hated it. It was a terrible film. It's one of the most blatant CGI you've ever seen. And then it not only did it butcher Wolverine as a character, it butchered Deadpool as a character. Oh, welcome. Okay. And then back-to-back years, we got the good Deadpool film, and we got Logan. So that was really, like, the internet finally got we'll redemption.
1: We'll probably have to watch the Deadpools.
0: At some point, I'll probably force you. We can watch one. Okay. I, two is fine. It's not necessary for, oh. like, you to have to... You'll get everything you need to understand about Deadpool from the first From one. the first one. Yeah. Sounds good. No, I'll look at some point we will do that. Maybe i am not seen that one either. I'm not I'm not releasing the list of Summer of Sizzle because I just haven't figured it out yet. Other than Palm Springs, you can book that. Yeah. <laughs> but I at some point we'll do that. So if you've lived under a rock and you don't know who Wolverine is, he is a Marvel Comics character. Uh he is traditionally in blue and yellow, although Fox was really kind of ahead of the curve. Uh Superheroes. It wasn't considered cool to be bright and colorful, so the X Men franchise was them in leather black suits, and for the most part, has kind of stuck to that. Although some of the newer stuff tried to change it, but he is a Canadian. He's traditionally short, but Hugh Jackman is not short. Oh, really? He likes to smoke cigars. He likes to drink whiskey. He likes to call people bub, (laughs) although they don't do that at all in in any of the X Men movies, except for occasionally. He
1: has a cigar every once in a while, right?
0: Oh, like, he does it a lot more in the comics, to my knowledge. I'm not a huge comic book reader, oh, but I know... Well, I definitely like, haven't read any of the, this stuff or this one, yeah. And he's been played and toned down as a PG-13 version of himself. This film, I think it may follow, like, a short a short-run comic series where Logan is older. But I think if it does, it plays it real loose. I know... I know Laura is a character in a, a limited-run Marvel series, to oh, my knowledge. Okay, okay. It may not even be limited, but I know it's canon that she exists. Or at the very least, she's called X-22, which is, or 23. Mm-hmm. It was 23 because they called the other guy 24. So I know for a fact that, she, that X-23 exists. I don't know if she's called Laura. But essentially, for those that don't know, the plot rundown of this is Logan is old as fuck. It is in 2026, or 29. I think 29. Yeah. I, we don't get a date, but I know he's there's in paperwork.
1: Ripping Arizona
0: here. He does, yeah. He does appear in Phoenix, <laughs> or he was in, a limo Phoenix. in Phoenix, but now, no, now he's in El Paso.
1: Yes, the movie mostly takes yeah. place in El Paso. Yeah, but he get it, it they mention on him getting like gun, a gunshot, like, like that a was, shotgun in Phoenix. Yeah, under like an overpass.
0: No, so that was still in El Paso. They just mentioned that he had been seen previously in Phoenix. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought that was Phoenix, okay. I, I wish. <laughs> yeah, paint paints it really well. <laughs> that, that's how not cool Phoenix is. We I'm don't even get to the, be in the movie. The we just get a, a mention <laughs> that sums us up. But essentially, he is old. He's a cab driver. Every All the mutants have died. They've been eradicated. We find out later on why. And essentially, he's like, hey, I'm done being a mutant. I don't want to do any of this shit. The professor is about to die. We're just trying to retire on a boat. And I'm just driving around a limo, you know, with we see drunk partying high school girls, we see businessmen, we see everything, um, really does a good job just establishing like what his life is right now. He's probably
1: been doing it for a while. Yeah.
0: Just like belligerently drunk.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It does not look glamorous to drive a limo. But to set the mood, we do open
0: just on basically him. It's almost like were assuming oh maybe he's drunk or whatever because he's like passed out but it's actually because he just got knocked upside the head and people are trying to steal is it's just it's literally just his rims right uh but
1: at least to start with i think it's yeah. probably gonna they, the whole thing. Yeah. Room, yeah
0: and the description they use in the movie is tolos which, <laughs> uh, hispanic gangsters is what we assume they actually yes, were yeah. <laughs> and he he gives them a fair warning like hey, it's not worth it, it's a rental, leave them alone, please. And then they shoot him. And then he's like, come on, guys, really, no, stop, after he gets up, and they, they won't take their lesson. Yeah. And then that's where the movie establishes, this is not the BG Wolver- 13 Wolverine we've like, just forced he you to cuts watch. He cut
1: somebody's arm off he <laughs> immediately arm off.
0: in this movie, and it was awesome. Then you have this super gruesome, just like, three-claws... Through the through the head, and yeah. you see him go through his mouth and his eyes a lot out to the top. There's like twelve of those. There's a lot of
1: claws inside mouths <laughs> <laughs> in this one.
0: Yeah, yeah, and a, a couple where he just goes through the side. Uh-huh. It's he. It's pretty badass, actually. It's very. It's insanely cool. Uh, also, in just like they earn their R rating within the first <laughs> two minutes of this movie. Yeah. And then we kind of get, then they establish like what he's actually been up to. Oh yeah,
1: that's right because there's even um, that one like bachelorette party that girl's like topless for a bit, and so it's like language, nudity, violence. <laughs> like within five minutes, it's like yeah, this is an R-rated movie for sure. I think
0: alcohol sometimes will even get you an R rating, which oh, really? I think is why they haven't shown him really drink. And like he's been in yeah, bars been in the, the other ones, but I don't think he's actually. I think it's different when they show you with a drink in your hand. The, the use of I don't alcohol, think alcohol, tobacco, whatever. Yeah. I don't know if that alone, that alone I don't think can get you an R, but I think it depends on how heavily it is. Like, you can't sh- portray someone as the type of alcoholic he is in this film. Yeah, that getting an R But, like, someone can have a beer in a PG-13 movie. <laughs> that makes sense. And basically what sets the plot in motion is that this little girl is being hunted, and we have a bounty hunter. What? Honestly, th- this movie's so not about the villain that I forget that bounty hunter's name. did have a couple problems with the bounty hunter. I he's probably is like the perception is that he is the worst part about this movie. My take and why I'm like setting this up for I believe that this is a perfect movie is that it doesn't matter. It is the antithesis to a movie like The Dark Knight, where everything and how much you love it hinges on Ledger's performance, how transformative it is. And really, like when we think about the superhero, like the archetype and of, of superhero stories every stereotype that feeds into that, it's so reliant on the villain. They are Batman and the Joker. They're, they're destined to do this forever. It's It all hinges and depends on the idea that we know what happens again and again. But it's like sports. We're signing up for it. We're doing that yeah. again and again. And Logan just says, fuck that. Throw it out. The, like, you know who Logan is. You know who Wolverine is. Even if you've been given a bad watchdown version of him, like, we're going to give you a real film. But, like, he doesn't have any memorable, really, like, the X-Men have memorable nemesis or villains, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call them, but Logan himself doesn't. So, like, yeah. just have a dude that's a bounty hunter with a weird southern accent and an arm, like, have a plot device to, like, get us to the points we care about, which is Logan, like, reaching the end of the road and, like, really having good character development. Mm-hmm. Like, he learns to, like, he's stubborn, but he learns to not, like, quote-unquote love, I don't know if he says he loves or yeah, at the no, very he's end, but like one. the fact that he accepts that she's his daughter. Yeah. And like, I'm not going to lie. I, I wanted to cry this second time around. And I'm pretty sure I did cry in the theaters the first time around. <laughs> yeah. And she's like daddy and he's dying. You're just like, God damn it.
1: <laughs> it took Logan to get you to cry.
0: <laughs> I've cried occasionally at other films. We talked about, I cried once in Onward and I wasn't proud of it. You cried, like, three times at Onward. Oh, yeah,
1: Onward, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a real good one. So, so yeah, I, I guess I don't have so much a problem with the, the bounty hunter, I guess I'll say, because th- those are good points that you made, and, and he really is kind of like a throwaway character, almost to the point where, like, don't have him. You know, he's, he's got his metal arm, that's cool, so you think he's going to be kind of... I mean, I don't know if we want to get right to the, the, the my issues with the, the
0: bad guy. you want to do plot beats, or... or- it's up to you. If you want to just kind of, I've talked a lot. If you want to set the table for how your general feelings are for this film, by all means, go for it.
1: So, okay, so I, I really liked it. Uh, I don't like superhero movies usually, but it flowed well. It was a really long runtime, which surprised me when I found we were doing a superhero movie, but it did it, it move pretty quick. You hardly even know. It was like 2.15 or? 2.15,
0: yeah. Yeah. But
1: really, my only problem, I don't have any problem with, with his arc. Um, even uh, I'm notoriously a stickler for child acting. Everybody was good in this one as far as that goes. But. The, what I think is an absolutely necessary component of your superhero movie is show me that villain. Like, show me the powerhouse villain that we're afraid of the entire movie because there's no way we could possibly outmatch this villain. And the villain reveal is it's just a clone of Hugh Jackman. So we'll even we'll, skip the bounty hunter. Just the, the actual villain itself is just a clone of Hugh Jackman that isn't a row it's a soulless robot and there we go yeah i should say clone yeah thank you he's a soulless robot and they, they even use those words so it's a soulless killing machine so it's like oh shit what is this going to be that they're bringing out and it's just hugh jackman with a different haircut <laughs> the haircut and, and, does and a different me up. color shirt on and I, I don't know if his beard is different or if his i think his beard's even a little shorter too so it's like just in case we don't get confused here So, so there's that. And so, so bring him up. That's fine. Like uh, Mm. I like other things that do that. That can be really scary. Like, Oh, it's me, but better. Like it's a better version. It's even knows my moves that predicts it beforehand, but they don't put any of that in there. It's just, here's one of you. And then he doesn't defeat it immediately, but he immobilizes and incapacitates it and just throws it into that like weed thresher or something. And then they hit it with a car. And, like, pin it in and they just run away. So it's like, oh, okay, that's not that scary at all. And then mm. it just comes back at the end without having done a whole lot of transformations or anything like that. And then it, it just gets shot in the head and immobilized again pretty easy. So it it's funny,
0: though. It's not to undermine you because, like, when I use this word, but it is cute hearing you describe, <laughs> like the basic trope of all superhero films, which is the enemy <laughs> is just a different version of you. That's not unique at all to this film. Okay. Uh, like, it's literally beat for beat sometimes. just Even in great superhero films, Black Panther film, the Black Panther film is awesome, and it is literally at the very end, Killmonger just has a different colored Black Panther suit, and they fight. It's oh, like, wow. oh, that that was forgettable.
1: I well, make even it, more shame on this the, movie than it is. A-
0: Iron Man, like legit, the very first Iron Man that kicked off all this craze. Oh, what ends right. up happening at the very end is just Jeff, a bigger version of the Iron I, Man suit. That's right, Jeff Bridges. That's, that's right, I forgot about that. I yeah. can't take credit for that thing. It's like that, that was pointed out to me on a podcast at one point. It was like, oh yeah, this is what 90% of all superhero villains are. Yeah, and I was so like, that's a good point. Oh shit, I you were right.
1: I, mean, I don't watch a lot, so I guess it, it um, <laughs> shouldn't come as a surprise, as that I don't know that. But
0: And then the other part is power levels, which I've talked about before. There's no consistency to power levels in superhero movies. It... This keeps it pretty grounded, and I think it does a good job of establishing. There's no way in hell Logan was going to win that fight with the cloned version of himself. It's because the uh, the African American gentleman that just had his whole family killed is just furious and crashes into him with a car, then pulls out the shotgun, and that's what actually kills. Like not kills, but basically puts him out for the count for the time being as he pumps like five shotgun shells directly into his forehead. And then he, he has no more cuz he was going to kill Logan. Yeah, and Logan just shoot. stares at him like go for it. That's what I want at this point. Yeah. I it's weird cuz like I said it is the antithesis to kind of the the established formula of what a superhero film is going to su- supposed to be. And it's weird cuz I do think a lot of superhero films are like hey, it's all about it's all about the finale. It's mm-hmm. never about the journey. It's yeah, always perfect. about the destination. It's about some big ass fight with Thanos. It's about this, it's about that. That's what Marvel does. It just keeps pushing the carrot on the stick. Mm-hmm. This film, even if it doesn't say it, you you kind of had an idea. You even talked about like figuring out who's going to die most likely. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any more carrots. It's like no, we just want to tell this story. What is a fitting way for him to end, but his legacy to carry on without feeling tacked on and unearned. And I think it's like I. You know the professor had to die. I think that was necessary as well because yeah, Patrick Stewart, though, yeah. his final his final performance as the professor, I think they made with him being so powerful, it would have felt dumb if it was anything other than kind of like a combination of old age and just his ambition and like his friendliness and wanting to
1: mm-hmm.
0: still be himself. Uh, ultimately, got in the way because if they don't if they don't go stay with that family, of course they probably get away. They probably yeah. still get to keep going because Logan's survival instincts are right. The only thing he can't outrun is, like, himself. And it's, like, it's hinted at that it's his alcoholism, but he also says, like, I think it's just, like, the literally, the, like, lead adamantium thing they put in me is, like, yeah, Yeah. destroying my body's organism, like, organs and shit. So I, I like, that's, that's all they cared about, was telling this story and because it's a superhero villain, we, or a superhero story, we have to have a villain, we have to have something some plot device that just pushes this all along and i while i don't like the villains (laughs) the real villain is like a weirdly pertinent ice story like what we see basically is ice but instead of like ice and them you know like basically torturing and killing real life kids we see superheroes like we're given this reason and it's funny because i feel like i've seen the the like criticism of oh nobody's gonna kill kids like that they're not gonna hunt down kids like that it's like, turn on the news, motherfucker. Like, th- that's <laughs> happening in real life. So it just feels like that's probably going to be more and more of a actual real-world correlation, even as we go on. Who knows when that will end, hopefully sooner rather than later. But I think that part is good because it's not ham-fisted. I think I don't care for the phone, like, how they give us the exposition of it's definitely his daughter. And, like, how did everyone – how did we get to this point? as far as Laura and and that storyline go. yeah. But I also think it could be worse. I think it's just dumb because it's on a phone in a car. But the actual, like, the filmmaking portion of that, it looks fine. It's not wordy or real weird. Like, they they do a pretty good job of just trying to make it simple. Okay, these kids were locked up. They were genetically modified and tortured. Yeah. And they were human beings with souls. So they they said, no, we're not doing that. And then they were going to kill them. And then we just the nurses who sure. also have souls help them escape.
1: I, yeah, I don't think it was that they thought the like like we need to feel sympathy for him. I think the nurse was the only one doing that. I think they just found the new Hugh Jackman bot, and they're like, Oh, "Okay, let's scrap this entire kid project." Yeah, well, they That's
0: something I is what it was. They do touch on so there's that. It's kind of like they say in the little documentary that she's <laughs> that that is one of the the only like funny criticism she to me is that
1: handy cam into like yeah. A high- <laughs> there was there was not only a photo taken of these like children, but it was a Polaroid that she could like and then then they just gave it to her, like, okay, but like, that's take that away. Like we get that the kid is pining for the, you know, her friends. like she says their name repeatedly. It's even like a point of emphasis in the movie. It's like, get rid of that Polaroid man. and then this they get eighty four like
0: God. and then they but that has a good payoff in the joke, just like where later on, where she just bursts out. When she doesn't talk at all, and then she just finally bursts out, and that's what she's saying is all the names Yeah. Of her friend. And then he tells her, you got your Anna, your Maria, your whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I do not have any problem with anything that you mentioned on there. They're really, really my only problems were with the, the boss fight at the end. And, and it, it did the thing that I feel like I've seen in a lot of movies before where they're like, hey, we need to, like, heighten your power level. Let's just inject you with some green goo. No one needs to know what this green goo is. He just injects him with it, and he goes, ah, now you're stronger. And then he cuts to a new scene, and we're good with that. It's a well-worn superhero trope, basically. And
0: I I would, you know, we've talked about, like, video games and cinema and how that relates. That is the biggest video game trope of all time. (laughs) And I think when people talk about, like, what is a perfect superhero film, usually we refer to The Dark Knight because it's not a superhero film at all. But I think you have to ask the serious question, like, what is a perfect superhero film? At least to you individually, sure. Is, is it possible to embrace everything about comic books and still be like a really good movie and be perfect? And I think this film does a just a perfect job of navigating those tacky tropes into like a story that's compelling and that we care about. Mm-hmm. And I like it's not The Dark Knight. Yeah, like, The Dark Knight throws out power levels because they're just real human beings. Uh, but my other favorite superhero film is Guardians of the Galaxy. Similarly, just says the villain is not necessary. It's straight up just fun. It is about fun. Okay. And it embraces every weird space comic part. So, like, it, to me, Logan and that are similar in that they just looked at it and said, what's the best version of this comic book that we can put on a screen and make it make sense? And for Logan, I think it was this. yeah. And then for Guardians of the Galaxy, it is, like, basically funny Star Wars, like, it's, it doesn't care, like, it's all about, you know, an object, a dumb orb, that at the end of the day is all set up for just really good jokes, and the climax, the best part of, like, the end fight, is, like, all of the one-liners that they're just nailing out of the park throughout the whole sequence, and also the soundtrack is freaking killer. In in Guardians of the Galaxy, that's the one with Thanos, right? No, that's, uh, they're in an Endgame, he is oh, there okay. in the collaboration, Okay. but he is so they fight against Thanos. But no, I saw I saw that
1: one with Thanos.
0: You saw in not Endgame, you saw Infinity War, right? That would be the one, yeah. Not not the one with all the portals opening up and everyone coming out. And, it's the
1: whatever the one where he snapped. You, and like yeah, you saw Infinity War. Okay, yeah, that, that one was pretty cool. That was pretty good, yeah. And so Star Lord did not know what was going on a lot of time, but it was pretty. <laughs> good. Yeah, you so you saw the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, not the the they're soul movies, but I saw the the guardians were in that one. Yeah, yeah, Chris uh, Pratt and whatnot. Thanos was in Guardians. Was oh in yeah, guardians he Denver. is. T- he does technically make
0: a cameo in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the the first time you ever see Thanos is at the end of Avengers. You see his smile in his face at the very oh, end. Yeah. That's the very end sequence. But then the first time we see him talk, and we knew that Brolin was going to play him, and the model like the actual model of Brolin that is in Guardians. But it's just, like, as a short cameo.
1: Oh, okay.
0: That's what all the Marvel movies are, is just cameos. And trying to keep track of all the cameos and inside jokes and this and that. I'm also, sure that's why to me, Guardians is the best Marvel movie, because it's much like Logan. It's this singular slice. Like, there are small little cameos, but for the most part, you can take or leave that film just as tell. that film.
1: That sounds like that's up my alley then. Cool.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not going to force you. Okay, well, I'll, let me re-clarify. If we get a Patreon... We will create a tier where Andy has to watch all the Marvel movies, yeah. so you'll at least will at least be getting paid for it. But that is only just like I'm going to do it for myself with Fast and the Furious. You pay me enough money, of course, I will watch all the Fast and the Furiouss and then talk a lot of shit about them after when I when it's all said and done. That's and then funny. I'll I'll keep it as an inside joke and not let anything be above a four, so that way Tokyo Drift can be the number one. Still agree. Fast the
1: still agree with Fast and
0: Furious. Only oh, cuz everything else is like a 2.9 to <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, like what are what are some notes you got because I know you have notes. I don't have them for this. I did bring them for
1: the fountain. I've got a long oh, list of notes. Um there was there was actually a couple of similarities in this one. I feel like it's been a few weeks. Well, last week we had mom and dad in spectacular now, so maybe a lot of similar similarities. Zero similarities. similarities but this one um they're both searching for Eden technically in both. Oh yeah. Yep, yeah, huh. yep, yeah. in the uh, the conquistador Virginia and then the other one they're they're looking for new Eden. Um. Let's see. Both of them had a, a plant kill. A person was overcome and killed by plants.
0: Oh, yep. You're right. Plants <laughs> two and zero this week. Went, we went.
1: We went from watching no movies where anyone was killed by plants to watching two.
0: Well, okay. So in Logan, there's a technicality. It's a person with powers using nature, whereas in the Tree of Light or in. In The Fountain, it's the Tree of Life just being, like, non-Mother Nature's winning. They're not possessed by any man. That's true.
1: That's true. Okay, so, yeah, the, in the in Logan, it was the manipulation of, of nature. We'll nature clarify.
0: nature's 1.5 this week. Um, there was just some funny... A lot of... We were talking about a lot of The Last of Us. A lot of Last of Us vibes. Yeah, yeah. We're,
1: we're all playing The Last of Us 2 right now, just, like, the entire world. And so, watching uh, uh, Logan in this one definitely look like Joel.
0: And, I mean, I've talked... Doc- or, sorry, what was your... You said there was a lot of funny but.
1: Uh, I just wrote down a lot of quotes just that were kind of uh, funny out of context. Just designed rage from scratch. Wait, does someone say that the the scientist guy does yeah, And his I, like long like his long winded? So so he is also the son. They throw this in right at the very end. So he's the son of William Stryker, the man who designed.
0: Yeah, it's it's a throwaway line, but he's I guess apparently William Stryker, which he's been in other X-Men movies who created Wolverine, who did
1: the testing. Okay. And I'm maybe this is a, a safe bet, but like is the trope of oh, the father like like the child and and adult, like that that relationship is that also like super done in superhero things like Oh, you're talking about between Laura and Logan? Yeah, not only that, and then the scientist is like, "Oh yeah, I'm all this is also motivated because of my dad." <laughs> okay, it's like, that, like everyone is connected to their child.
0: Yeah, it's like anime or just like any dumb storyline that builds on itself, where it's like, or, or Star Wars is a perfect example, where it's like, "Okay, we've ridden ourselves into a hole, so now let's just make someone be related to someone else." Bring Super- on it, yeah. Superhero movies do that a lot, in to to so your point with this one it's just kind of a dumb throwaway. Mm-hmm. It has no real stakes, but like, n- no superhero movies, anyways, have really established or shown or developed and shown on screen the relationship that Logan and Laura build throughout. Which to me, that's, yeah, that's why sure.
1: yeah.
0: why it recounts so much or feels so much like The Last of Us is because all I cared about in The Last of Us was Joel and Ellie's relationship. Is this kid is awesome? Like Laura gives you reasons. And I, I was joking when I watched this movie again with Alexis, but I felt this way immediately the first time I saw her, which is just that she's got attitude, she will she doesn't care, she will beat the brakes off of anyone, and she's like independent. This this child has been put through so much and she does not care. She's like unscathed. We see later on, she does care. It still hurts, but like she does not give a flying fuck. I told Alexis, I would literally ride to the gates of hell for this kid. <laughs> and that's how I felt about Ellie the first time I watched The Last of Us. That's why I cared so much. I walked in that doctor's room and blasted the heads off of all three of those doctors. Whether or not that makes me a good or bad person, I was so wrapped up in the narrative. I don't narrative.
1: Think anybody left those doctors alive.
0: People wanted to. I know there were people that like did not want to make that yeah, choice. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. And so that's, that's how I felt being Logan. And it's like. I'm a dork, and I'm not a badass like Logan, so it takes him a while for her to crack in that exterior, yeah. but it does eventually. That's, that's
1: what I'm in this movie for. Yeah, when she was kind of, like, wearing him down, like, you need to do this, like, were you only in it for the cash or whatever, I, I was kind of thinking, like, what are you putting up a resistance for at all, Logan? Like, you're clearly suicidal, whether it the alcohol or the, like, literal adamantium <laughs> bullet you fucking carry around in your pocket to shoot yourself. Like, why not help? But can you help a bit? Like that would be great. But that's
0: and then that's where it kind of builds on itself is Wolverine and why it works so well with his character is because he really doesn't care about others. He does, but he doesn't he I mean he says like oh I everyone around me gets hurt. But we see that in a very literal sense in this movie. They want to kill his ass, but they also want to kill her. So it applies to her. And that's why she's pointing out his hypocrisy. But yeah, that's true. It, like it wouldn't work with more welcoming, warm heroes. This movie doesn't work with Captain America. It doesn't work with anyone. It is so much a Wolverine movie that doesn't work with any other character. But like the one character I worked with is a miniature copy version of him. That is also his like biological daughter, but it's not really his kid. He didn't like go in the man and woman way, in the biblical sense and have a child with someone. They just pulled his DNA because they treat mutants like property and basically yeah. have them all on
1: database. Which this kind of seemed like. Why hasn't this happened a bunch of times already? Like, if he's the best mutant, is is he is that kind of universally well, understood? He's the number one mutant. He's the number one in fans' hearts. Oh, okay. Uh, when
0: we're talking in, when we're talking power levels, the professor is up there. Oh, I guess that would make him and uh, uh, Magneto. See, I, Magneto, I know, I know people. And then when we're talking villains, it's like
1: uh, the Juggernaut.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, Damn it, they they ruined him too. It's Apocalypse. That X Men movie was that. terrible. It's Oscar Isaac, and that looks like he looks like Ivan Ooze. Oh, wow. It's going to be. So now, I worked in two Power Rangers references for both these podcasts because I've got a note about the fountain. I'll just tell you it now. It's I was like, Ball Jackman looks like Dr. Evil meets Zordon. <laughs> That's pretty good. And I'm, when I go through my list of notes, I'm going to reread that one. It's like. Double Power Rangers references, but yeah, Oscar Isaac just looks like freaking Ivan. It was, and uh, it was
1: a Power Rangers times two week as well. Both movies had Power Rangers. It's all about the summer of Sizzle, baby. Um, there. Uh, uh, we're not talking just about the cool stuff enough. Like the the second of Patrick. Oh, Gene Stewart, Gray. Like, Are
0: you saying Gene Gray? Oh, he's pointing out. Or Gene, Gene. Gray is up there power level wise, probably uh, above, sure. yeah, above. Yeah, above the yeah. professor even, because they basically go one on one. So, she's, she's, like, she basically does what the professor does, but in her role, dies, it comes back, like, evil, and she's more powerful. She's called the Phoenix at that point. Oh, okay. And there's, like, a really well-done comic arc, and they've tried to reproduce it in films, and it has not Okay.
1: Wait, is that the one that ends with Hugh Jackman, like, walking slowly while his, like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the last name. Oh, I was saying, okay. I think that's the one you oh, left okay, off. With. That's mm-hmm. the one I saw. Okay, I saw that, that one. Was pretty cool, from what I it's, remember. It's yeah. not good. Oh, oh it's don't not. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. dang, I remember it being. Okay, I, was I was twelve, like, and I thought
0: it was cool. Oh, and I then, like, me, like, like, you rewatch like, it, and it's terrible. <laughs> the only good, like, Canon X Men one's alright. X Men two is phenomenal. Still holds up. X Men two has the best opening. Like this and this, the bank scene with the Joker and Dark Knight, and the o- Nightcrawler basically. Just uses all of his powers and basically almost assassinates the president in the cold open for X-Men 2. Still holds up as one of the better superhero films, but especially that slice. It's like, why is Nightcrawler the coolest X-Men? He's my personal favorite X-Men. And it's like, this is why? Because if he was a bad guy, he could literally kill the leader of the free world. Just that, like that. Oh, okay. we get, But he's being controlled, we find out. That's why he's he's oh, using his sense. powers for you. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. Or er, Wagner. It's, it's not a very x Meny movie, though. Like, it is... Like, we get the professor, but even Laura is an extension of, of Logan, so it's it's very, like I said, it's singular. You can watch this, and you don't know anything, really, about the X-Men. Yeah, I didn't, like,
1: I, I, yeah, kudos to this movie. I should have said it earlier. Like, I feel like I didn't have any problems at all being dropped into this without knowing anything about Logan. Like, what is Patrick Stewart doing just, like, chilling out in, like, a water tank? Like, is this is where he's been hanging out, like, he just gets fed, like, pills. (laughs) That's all he eats are pills from Hugh Jack when he just gets them and brings them every one week or something. So I was like, you know what, it's fine, I'm along for the ride, I don't need any of this shit explained, it's cool.
0: And then they do explain it, they give a little bit of exposition, but really, I mean, it almost feels unnecessary. Did we need to to get confirmation that it was his daughter to know that it was like, obviously, she's got two claws coming out of her fucking hand. Have you seen that anywhere ever? Yeah, that's his kid. And also, just want to make a comment. These claws way cooler in X-Men, I think, 2 as well. One of the, the not cool parts about it. They have, like, a female counterpart that's not canon, I believe. And, like, thin claws come out of her nails. Ooh. It looks really weird. And she's like, Catwoman meets Wolverine? That sucks. Just do what they did in Logan. She got two. And then you're like, oh, she only gets two. And then she's got those sweet-ass foot, foot blades. Yeah, that definitely sounds like the way to go. Which you got to think when she gets older, though those are basically useless, right? Other than like occasional kicks, because she's not going to be all, you know, acrobatic and being able to do backflips and shit whenever she's sixty. That's true.
1: That's when she. That's I'm sure that's what she's thinking about. Yeah.
0: Um. We talked to, so I, I mentioned it a little bit before we started recording, I, just because we've been playing The Last of Us, how Ellie's taken a violent turn so far. That's, that's non, it's not is non-spoilery again. Like you no, know, you can watch the trailer and ascertain that. But do you think if Laura had been singularly mowed down by one person that already wasn't dead, would Laura have gone on, like, a bloodless quest the same way Ellie has? Uh, I mean... Because I I don't think she is. I think Laura has, like, is, like, a good and decent person, and even though Ellie was, like, I think...
1: And we're back. Tyler spoiled parts of the last <laughs> of us, too. There will be a hard hit right here, but it's okay. We're not going to do it again. <laughs> to be fair... If we went viral for the internet hating me for spoilers,
0: I don't care. I'm here for. I'm here for clicks. Oh no, I don't yeah. want to be. I don't want. Our be producer's look at us. There like, was always
1: some some controversy about people leaking the ending of The Last of Us Two a few days before it dropped. And I don't know how we. I don't know how I avoided that. It I, was I, hard. Well, I mean, you, you're not on the internet. That's it's how. Yeah. I'm a cave like, hey,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, did The Last of Us Two come out already? <laughs> Can I come out? <laughs> so I mean, I yeah, I think it's funny because I wrote down so many specific examples of things I didn't care about the fountain. And I wish I'd taken notes because I really do. There's so many just like individual, small, subtle things that they do. Dialogue wise, character building wise, this film cares so much clearly about like basically three characters, the tracker. What is his name? I'm, I feel bad calling him the tracker. hunter guy. Right? No, uh,
1: the actual, oh, he oh, said, I'm uh, a glorified uh, trouble uh, pig. I don't know, but uh, Steven Merchant's his real name. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he, he's like an albino mutant guy that kind of helps, but then is also... Goes on a, out. He's kind of turncoats and helps helps the bad guys. Goes out in a blaze of glory, though. He sure does. So I I was waiting I, I was waiting to, for you to make this joke. I wanted to see if you did. I could not think of anything but the people from Mad Max, Fury Road. Every time I looked at Steven Merchant, <laughs> I didn't the whole think of and, that. And then especially at the fucking end where he grabs, like, double grenades, I was just like, Witness me! <laughs> Like, I would have, this would have been a perfect 10 for me if that happened. It was so close. It was so close. Also, just before, like, because, I mean, we're, we're getting,
0: I don't have too many more notes, so we're getting close to scoring this, but I do want to point out, part of the criticism on the internet of this is like, hey, well, what happens to the kids? They could still be chasing them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's the point. Like, this probably doesn't have a good ending for them either. This universe
1: that we are in sucks, because it mirrors reality in a lot of shitty ways. I was wondering about that, like, what all they have to do to get away from this secret government thing that's like using their DNA to create new super soldiers, all you have to do is just get over the Mexican border and they'll leave you alone? That doesn't
0: feel right. It, It doesn't at all. But I think also they they've kind of lied. These kids have been lied to a little bit around <laughs> everything. True. It like I said, it probably ends badly. I think it would have been weird if they did get to like some new
1: oasis in the middle of like the Mexican desert. Yeah.
0: So it, like if we're talking logistics of this, they probably get away because the whole fleet was killed. It's probably going to take a long time for them to send someone out, track them, get you know find them. They'll probably be on the run, realistically, for the rest of their life, but they do have, like, a moment of respite. Sure. I'm sure that they're going to go another month or so without someone breathing down their neck, trying yeah. to kill them and hunt them. And maybe at that point, they are in some kind of Canadian agency that's like, no, you can't. You can't touch these kids. But who knows? Or maybe they do what the U.S. does and just shove them in the cage. <laughs> they, just, <laughs> they just go from cage to cage. They're that like, means- it's freedom, and they're like, no, you're not, you're the mutants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Caliban. Okay, so, thank you for the chat. Yes, Caliban three, is Caliban, yes. Stephen Merchant. Is it Stephen or David Merchant? Stephen Merchant. Yeah. He sounds a like he's, David Hyde Pierce too, which is funny to me. You
1: know who Stephen Merchant is? He's Mister uh, the original Office. He's he's pretty oh. much Mister British Office. Yeah. Him and uh, Ian Fleming. Well, I thought uh, Ricky Gervais is in that. Or in Gervais. Oh, Gervais. Yeah. The them them as well. But yeah, like, oh, the, I didn't know Merchant that. was pretty much like he's not in it as much. Uh Get for him. But and I don't that. think he's in it at all.
0: And those superhero bugs baby. Um, Who watches The British Office? I I just want to say this. People say it's better than The American Office. It might be, but no but one's watched it. We can't prove that.
1: It's a whole different thing. We need to get into this. Like, the humor's drier in the way that a lot of British stuff is, so it hits me there. But they can't help but all just be, like, so outspokenly atheist to where it's just maddening. It's It's... So, oh, see, now you said the keywords to my heart. Yeah, maybe and now I'm officially yeah, a British yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, but yeah, so the, the, the uh, I'm not even a huge fan of the regular office, but, um, yeah, I know. You, I'm taking down some serious, uh, you witnessed the flip flop, the,
0: the biggest or the quickest flip flop in human history, folks. <laughs> I went from being anti British office to a British office stand. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then, and so, so in this one, because we're, yeah, not talking about the cool stuff. So, in Patrick Stewart's, like, second, like, mind meld freak out thing where he kind of slows down time. It's in the middle of this casino and Hugh Jackman has to, like, go all the yeah, way seizures, up seizures, like, yeah. Yeah, it. that's... There you go, like, like psychic seizure. That's probably a better way of saying <laughs> it. I, I don't really understand what the hell's going on <laughs> when he's doing that. I just know the pills make it stop, apparently. Yeah. And he hasn't been taking the pills. So he goes up there and then, like, slow-mo claw fights. Yeah, like, ah, yeah, it's awesome. They're, like, slowly moving their eyes at the last minute. And it reminded me of, uh, uh the remake of Dread... When they like give them that drug called slow yeah. and throw them over the thing, like you're seeing your death like slowly for like I don't know hours and
0: hours good, and hours. Good pull. We are we are pro the 2012 dread with Carl right? Urban. Love it. We would do it, but we've both seen it, damn it. There's I, I watched it, like, two weeks ago. Oh <laughs> I, I need to rewatch it. That movie's
1: high-ex, baby. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, there's a, a mutant that when she's grabbed by, like, one of the assailants, she, like, uses her ice breath and shatters his arm. That was badass. Good usage of powers in this movie. Yeah, yeah. But like, like the, we talked about the plant kill. There was, like, one that like, summoned up, like, mulch and, like, ground debris. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, and oh, and it goes and through, through, like oh, a yeah and got killed by, like, just rocks and pebbles. A thousand yeah. shards of trees I through that's not his how I face. Want to go, like, at all. No, God. Um, oh. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying these to, to hate. I've kind of already gone over my, my little things. I think I guess I just gripe about it being the, the tropes of a superhero movie. But like when his serum is clearly wearing off, like multiple people are like, your serum is wearing off. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that is, Absolutely, we can see that.
0: Yeah, no, there's there's some superhero movie parts. This is the summer sizzle. You gotta forgive. You, what, I, guess, what do, I guess so. What yeah. What do terrible movie directors always say? Just leave your check your brain at the door. Like they always say something like that. Like, oh, stop thinking when you watch my film.
1: That's how it's meant to be made. <laughs> just, just, just take in what you're seeing. Uh, this one, what I did like, there's a little bit, but an appropriate amount of like mouth spit. Liva flying when people are screaming and yelling and stuff. And I think it was only like Stephen Merchant. You get like one of those where he's like getting tortured or whatever. And it's like, okay, I just watched one I think I talked about with you last week called The Platform. It just got put on Netflix. Yeah, you're telling me. Every about that. character in that movie is dribbling and drooling all over themselves, and it's disgusting. Like the point of it is to be disgusting. Like, we, we get it. But it's like, that doesn't equal good acting. It's like, don't just yell louder;
0: yeah. You're not fooling anyone. I, I think it's fitting with at least Wolverine. Because I you think you're also referring to when he's just like, ah! You
1: know, inappropriate amount of spit in this one. Yep. Uh,
0: one thing I wanted to point out before I forget. Really good action choreography. And I say no. that because it's easy. A lot of superhero movies, is just like, because they're they're not tied to their hands at all, it's easy to just get... Turn it into a CGI fight. Yeah. Which obviously his claws are CGI. There's pretty well thought out like anatomical like choreography and how how those claws work the physics of them and In a
1: way that uh John Wick does not, <laughs> Those are fresh in my mind. I've been watching those they're fine movies. See, I really are, like the choreography. Everyone in those. everyone chooses to get within arms reach of John Wick. I've only to seen three. Oh, okay. Well, I, I mean, I can't... That's the one I haven't seen. I've only seen one and two, and I saw... Three's them. I saw them on it, on HBO Max. Yeah, it is. It's, it's in my list there, as, as I'm sure you saw. But, I didn't look at your list. Oh, okay, there's some pretty good stuff in there. You should check it out. A lot of uh, Kurosala movies.
0: Some, I went through just... There was a lot of stuff, cool stuff in general. Mm. Uh, like I said, the, the lack of full franchises was a little maddening. But did you see... I, I told Alexis this. I should have just taken a picture and sent soon... And taking a picture of the Batman versus Superman so was, picture.
1: Uh, no, no, was on there. Oh, yeah, because they got the whole, like, library. That's right. They got the uh, whole Batman. Not
0: on. quite all of them, I Ooh. think. They have Wonder Woman, just... I didn't see Man of Steel. That was the only one I saw. So,
1: myself. the only superhero movie we're getting way off that I love, I love this movie, but I love it in a bad way, is Batman and Robin. The one with... Oh, movie, no. Uh, Joel Schumacher, actually. R.I.P. R. R. Yeah, he died away. today. Him and uh, uh, Sir Ian Holm actually passed this week, too. We, we were talking about oh, him yeah, two weeks ago. Um, But... Uh, yeah, so no, do you like a Batman and Robin? Yeah, that, that one's a fun one. That's where Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do you like nipples on your bat suit? That part I could do without, but it's mostly Arnold Schwarzenegger in that suit and that ice gun. It's it's a fun it's a fun time at the movies. Did you just point
0: out the pun Ice to meet you? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's got
1: a lot of those, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, this this is definitively in my top three superhero films. Okay. Uh, I'm not killing any babies here. I'm not gonna like rank those three because I think they all three do something completely different. Like like I said, Dark Knight, Guardians of the Galaxy one, Volume Two is terrible, and well it's it's just not good. And then this movie, Logan, is, so is no particular order your three. Those are my three. I mean I think I wanna say it's Dark Knight, but honestly I've rewatched Guardians of the Galaxy more it's like more fun. It's more feel good, yeah. but I can't hold that against the dark Knight. that it's just heavy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, I said, it's apples and oranges. I'm not going to compare those three, but this is firmly up there. So, I mean, I am, I don't have any more straight notes. I don't think I'm ready to rank this bad boy. Yeah, or, don't go for it. And then I'll, I'll just fall. Logan is a 10, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. It's perfect. It's a perfect Wolverine movie. It's a perfect comic book movie. I already laid out how it, how it does have some comic book tropes, but that's okay. Like, it's allowed to have those as long as it does something else. The, the relationship between Logan and Laura is perfect. The, how it builds, how it cascades on itself, how we're getting, there's stakes in this film. You care about people in this film. You can't say that for a lot of superhero movies, because like I said, there's always the carrot. You know that none of this matters. It doesn't have tension. Good films have tension. They have stakes. It makes you care about people. I, like I said, I would ride to the gates of hell for Laura. <laughs> like, What else can I say?
1: This. Logan's a me. I hear I hear you on that. I'm not gonna take nothing away from that. I I love the, the Last of Us comparisons. I'm not gonna put this anywhere on on the level of, of the relationship between Joel and Ellie, though. Like Laura doesn't even talk until like almost two-thirds of the way through this movie. Then they build and it's wonderful, and then and everything you said is absolutely correct about it. But started a little late, I think, for me to feel that like absolute intense bond enough to get me to to cry at the the you know, the acknowledging of the daughter at the end. Super good. I have no problems with the way the story was told. Everything flowed well. My only gripes, and I and I had to think about this. I brought it up earlier about the problem with the bad guy in a in a superhero movie, and I knew I would have to defend that. So I was trying to think of what superhero movies I had seen. You didn't think of my counter of just like yeah, I know it doesn't matter. <laughs> like <laughs> I wanted to think that too, and and you, you did get me to to raise my score up a little bit because of that because I don't have anything to counter that. Mm-hmm. of just like, hey, it doesn't matter, it's a superhero movie. I can do that with certain genres, absolutely. Hey, certain things don't matter when your movie is hitting its, its desired point. Like this one, it was going for an action that pulled at the heartstrings a little bit, and it did that in spades, absolutely. But, but So my perfect movie is, though, I don't know if I consider this a superhero, but the second Terminator movie, stay with me on this, I know you didn't you didn't care for the first one, but the second Terminator movie... I've seen It
0: is a perfect
1: action. Okay, so yeah, you're seeing throughout it, where you're, you're being told... It's not
0: the best ever. It's not Mad Max Fury Road, but it is up there. It's in the, the Hall of Greats for action. Okay, okay. At least
1: you say it's in the Hall of Greats. Okay, well, we'll talk about that. So, yeah, number two super. Gotta love it. But you're seeing throughout, at proper timing, the, the the terror and the absolute fact that you're outmatched by this opponent at every turn. Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger's so, getting thrown around and ragged, all that kind of stuff. And I know... Well, so, that's the thing. I know we're getting off topic here a little bit. but That
0: film... As much as it's about the relationship between the Terminator and John Connor mm-hmm. and developing that, it's still got, it's still also got the Halloween element. Cause I, when I watched the first Terminator and I said how oh, I don't like it, yeah. I did say it just feels like it's a grifting in a not event. It was inventing some stuff, but I didn't like its ripoff of Halloween as much as I liked it follows, for example. Mm-hmm. But so it's got like multiple levels, and I wouldn't say that's at its core a relationship. That would be my counter to that. Like, is, that villain does matter, because it's flipping the tables. It's like, you know what the Terminator is, and now we've got a more badass one. But surprise, the Terminator is also on our hero's side.
1: I would say that they're eerily similar, though. Like, it's the journey with the, the kid John Connor at the end. Like, he's crying, he doesn't want, you know, his... I also his care less about John than on. I care
0: about Laura. So that's
1: that's just my, like, I my opinion. It. So I, I, I guess I wasn't even talking about the companion element solely for the fact that it's all leading up, you're going to have a couple of interactions throughout the movie as like stepping stones to like test each other's power. Hey, this is kind of a temp check. This is where we're all at uh, ability wise. And then all culminating with a great final showdown in which usually you have to do something to either outsmart or, or uh, trick the enemy because you're so underpowered compared to them. This didn't have any of that for me at no point was I really worried that Logan wasn't going to be able to get out of it. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I guess that, that's the only
0: thing that I wanted. Like I'm willing to concede that, that you could absolutely cut X-24 and just substitute it for more men yeah, than I being employed that by that too. guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, like, I'm, yeah, that's what John Wick
1: is, and it's oh, you're okay with it for the most part. I think yeah. the
0: one part is that maybe they thought it was necessary to justify why we're basically getting rid of all these kids and not trying to further brainwash them. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just their solution was well, okay, well, what's the logic for this? Blah, blah, blah. And someone just goes, what if there's a clone of Wolverine and he's God No Soul, <laughs> and then they're just like that's brilliant. I fucking love
1: it. Like, <laughs> you're now an assistant writer, and then it ends over the credits. Uh, my favorite Johnny Cash song. So that, that's pretty cool. I'm not even a huge Johnny. Uh, when the man comes around, oh okay. I'm not even a huge Johnny Cash fan, but I do love that song. It goes hard. It's an eight five for me. I really like. I was it.
0: gonna, gonna guess an eight five was your was your eight
1: eight twos when I wrote down, but uh, uh, gotcha, eight yeah, five, yeah. yeah. That's
0: fair. And that's, I, I can't, you don't like
1: superhero movies. I can't argue it. If it had just done those couple of little things there, maybe not even cut the cheesy dialogue, you know, the little things that I was nitpicking about, uh, the serum wearing off and the green goo, like, you know, that that's fine. I can get past that stuff. Really, I guess it was just the villain for me. Other than that, it was amazing. Love it. Logan. Perfect. Oh, also just, I got to add,
0: I love, like, if it had been a 9.9 in my mind, every time I see her just, He's Logan. Fuck that cross. He just pushes it over and it's an X. Oh, Let's yeah. go, baby. <laughs> no, that that's cool. a 10. Wrap it up. That was cool, yeah. Call it quits. All right, so that's... Me, uh, oh, it's locked in the vault. That was a strong one to wrestle because, you know, it's got Logan in it. So 10 and an 8.5. I think that evens out to a 9.25. Yep. It's a pretty strong one up there. What was the tomatoes? I didn't even see. On 93%. There. Oh, okay. So it's right, yeah, right there. Oh, wow. it's, it worked it's, out. oh, yeah. We basically <laughs> leveled out to almost exactly what it's ranked. So that is it for Logan. If you have any comments, concerns, thoughts, hate mail, uh you don't like me at all, that's fine. But you can go ahead and channel that and send it to an email. What is uh, Wally on? Is Wally on any streaming? Oh, Wally's on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Embrace of the Serpent is on Hulu and Prime. Okay, and Hulu Prime apparently. And Prime.
1: Yep, you can get him on too.
0: So you have no excuse not to watch along with us next please week. Please watch Embrace of the Serpent. Although you've probably seen Wally, so you know. If you just want to listen, that's also cool. Please rewatch Wally. We're I'm not even asking for the watch, just, favorites. just listen. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening, everybody. We really do appreciate it. Before I was so rudely interrupted, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you can go ahead and email us at azmovieclub at gmail.com. Again, that's azmovieclub at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter. I promise one day we'll also have a Facebook and an Instagram. There's no need for us to have a Snapchat. That just feels like a bad idea waiting to happen. <laughs> Big pics sent to the Arizona Movie Club <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> If you have any suggestions beyond those, uh, and not counting the well, we can still take suggestions for the week. We do Palm Springs. We still got to do a late to the party movie for that. So yeah, if you got any suggestions for the summer of sizzle? I mean, granted, we have to have not seen. But if you have any suggestions, please send them to us. We appreciate your guys' listen so much. It means a lot. Please listen, like, rate, subscribe. That's gonna be all for me. Have a great night, day, week, whatever, guys. Thanks, guys.